what we are doing this morning matters. It matters deeply. It's something that the church has been doing from the very beginning. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he gathered his disciples together and he instituted the Lord's Supper, a meal that is meant to remember and celebrate his death, which is a totally weird thing to remember. Or at least it would be if it weren't for the fact that it is only through his life, death, resurrection, and ascension that those of us who believe in Christ have eternal life in the kingdom of God. And so this morning, we are going to remember and we are going to celebrate. Communion has been done in a variety of ways in different places and cultures and times. And today is no different. It just looks different. So if you are watching online, and then hopefully you have your elements ready, the bread, the cup, uh, whatever is sufficient to serve in, in that way. And if you were in the room on your way in, you should have seen a, a little Ziploc bag with the individual elements in it. We've taken great care to prepare these in as safe a way as possible for you guys to be able to participate in the Lord's Supper. In Luke 14, Jesus is invited to a banquet at a religious leader's house. And a banquet is a meal that is inherently about more than just the food that is present, which is a good way of describing communion. It is about more than bread, more than a cup. Well, while he is there, the religious leaders, they have seated themselves in a way that makes Jesus angry because they were jockeying for position to try to be in a position of power or influence or to put themselves next to people who had power and influence. And he said, this is not the way it is in the kingdom of God. You should take the worst seat possible. But then he says something even more important. He tells them a parable about another kind of banquet a banquet that is unambiguously about the kingdom of God. He says that there was this man who had a great feast. He had prepared this banquet and he had invited all of the right people. And one after another, after another, they said, I can't come, I'm too busy. And so he was upset, but he looked at his servants and he said, I want my house to be filled. So go to the people who never get invited, the poor, the left out, the ones who have no hope of throwing a party and inviting me in return. And I want you to go and invite them. And so the servants did. They went and they found everyone that they could in the whole city. And they came back and said, Master, there is still more room at the table. And so he said, go even farther, go to the margins, go to the ends of the road, go as far as you can and compel people to come in so that my house would be filled. Some of us are here today and we are the kind of people who have been invited by Jesus and we know it. And you're ready. You are ready to celebrate at the banquet table of our Lord Jesus Christ. To you, I would say, this table is ready for you. But take care. See if there is anything in you that does not look like Jesus. And this morning, in these next few minutes, ask the Lord to turn them Christward. 
And some of you are people who have been invited. You know that you have been invited and you have said no. No, thanks. I'm busy. I've got other things to do than spend time with you, Jesus. And to you, I would say, change your mind. The Lord God Almighty has invited you. It is not too late to say yes. And yet there is another group of people gathered together today. And we are the kind of people who know that no matter what, we are not worthy to eat with Jesus because of things we've done, because of who we associate with, because of the way that we have lived our lives. We are not worthy to be at his table. And if that's you this morning, you should know that Jesus Christ has said, come to my table. You are welcome. I want my house to be filled. So no matter who you are, whether you are invited and are ready to celebrate, have been invited and do not think that you want to come or do not believe that you are worthy of this table, the Lord Christ has said, come. So I'm going to pray for us and give you a moment to speak to the Lord, to ask him to speak to you so that you may hear his words himself say that you are worthy to come to the table because I am worthy. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, you are good and there is nothing in you that is anything other than really, 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 really good. So thank you that you have said that we could come and dine with you, that we could taste and see that you are good. Would you prepare our hearts and our minds to feast with you, to delight in you, and to be present with you because you are present with us. We love you, Lord, and we need your help to love you. Amen. As we sing this next song, just give you an opportunity to reflect. Ask God to search your heart if there's any way or something you need to just talk with him about or lay at his feet. Let's ask God to give us clean hands and pure hearts today before we come to his table. We bow our hearts, we bend our knees. Oh, Spirit, come make us humble. We turn our eyes from evil things. Oh, Lord, we cast down our idols. So give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to Give us clean hands and give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. We bow our hearts, we bend our knees. 
I want to have those of you who are here in the house, here in the room this morning, go ahead and take the communion um, packet that we've been giving you this morning, that we've given you this morning. I want to ask those of you who are at home to go ahead and get the bread ready. Matt talked about Jesus giving the parable of the banquet feast, one of my favorite passages. When you think for a moment the extent to which Jesus instructed those who were part of that house and that, or uh, the, the master uh, instructed as a part of that house to reach those who were lost. And there they are, they've gathered together. And they're celebrating. They're coming around a table, they're coming around food. I, I love how throughout scripture, God uses food. He understands us, right? He used food so many different times. All throughout the Jewish tradition, food is used to tell the story of God's deliverance, this banquet included. And he uses food because he knew that would connect with us. He used a banquet or a party because we like to party. (laughs) We like food and we like to party. But what a shame it would be to show up at that banquet and not partake of the food that has been prepared for us. What a shame it would be to show up at this table today and not partake of this bread that's a symbol of what Jesus would do. 
Here in a few minutes, we're going to partake of this wafer that's on top there, and there's a small piece of cellophane uh, covering that, and then Chris is going to lead us through the cup in a moment. But you know, my thought is, is you've been invited, as Matt talked about. It's time to eat. It's time to eat. When the Jewish people got together for the Passover feast, for that Seder supper, they were invited to it, but at some point in time, it was time to eat. And in eating, they were celebrating God's deliverance of the Jewish people from the hands of the Egyptians. They were celebrating God's deliverance from that evil place that they had been into the goodness of who God is and what he wanted and what he had for them. We've been invited. It's time to eat. Jesus, when he was talking about his body, and we see it in Luke chapter 22, he he passes around pieces of bread. And and there are two words that I want you to notice. The first word is um, in Luke 22 that the bread was broken. I want you to pause for a moment and think about the significance of the bread representing the body of Christ and him breaking it. Don't allow that very small word, the bread would be broken, to be lost on you this morning. The bread was broken just like Jesus' body would be broken. You've been invited, it's time to eat. There's another word that Jesus uses, you'll see it in a moment, it's a word given. Jesus gave his body for you. He gave it up for you. He gave it up for me. We are the recipients of what he did on the cross. We are the ones that because his body was broken and the blood was shed, and because he rose again from the dead, we have eternal life. We are in the position of receiving. That's why we say that we are receiving communion. We're receiving the bread, and we're receiving the cup. You've been invited. It's time to eat. The Gospels record Jesus sending his disciples to that upper room, and they gathered there, and we see it in Luke chapter 22. He told them to go there. He gave them very specific instructions. They arrive, and there they are, partaking of that meal that they so often did. And Luke chapter 22, verse 19 says that he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. There's that word. And he gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You can partake this morning. In the Bible, wine often represents joy and celebration. And is a way of expressing thanksgiving for God's abundant blessings. As Todd mentioned, the Passover was celebrating the Israelites' deliverance from the plague of death by the blood of the Passover lamb and being delivered out of bondage in Egypt. At the Passover meal, the final wine cup is reserved for the prophet Elijah in hopes that he will visit and represents a future redemption. Jesus fulfilled that future redemption and his blood frees men from the bondage of sin. 
As you can see, the Passover was a foreshadowing of that future redemption. So it is not surprising that God ordained that the night before Jesus was crucified, that he would share the Passover meal with his disciples. For he was about to become the final Passover lamb and to fulfill that sacrifice for all time. But sacrifice is impossible without the shedding of blood. And Jesus knew that that night. He knew the excruciating pain and suffering that he was about to endure and death for the atonement of our sins. Just as the grapes were crushed to make the Passover wine, Jesus was crushed for our iniquities and he became our final guilt offering. But that night when Jesus looked at the wine, he just didn't see the blood that he was about to shed. He looked ahead to the next time that he would partake wine at the wedding feast of the lamb. Luke records this in Luke 20, 17 and 18. And Jesus took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Here, Jesus is referring to the wedding supper of the Lamb, the greatest celebration of all time, where he is the bridegroom. And those of us that are invited will experience the fullness of our future hope as the bride of Christ. If Jesus is your savior, you will be there. And the prophet Isaiah says in chapter 25 that this is a great banquet with the best of meats and the finest of wine and where death is swallowed up forever. You see, Jesus' blood covers our sins and makes us part of the new covenant. And for us, death is defeated. We're not only invited, we will definitely be at the wedding supper of the Lamb. And we will see when Jesus enjoys wine for the first time since that, his last taste at the Passover supper on earth. And we will experience God's presence and his abundant blessings for all of eternity. So it is with a heart full of joy and gratitude that we take this cup and remember Jesus' sacrifice and the blood that he shed for us. I'm going to read Luke 20, 22, and then we can partake of the cup. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. And Father, we thank you so much for that sacrifice that you made on the cross. God, I thank you so much for the fact that you chose death. You chose sacrifice. You chose 
the pain. You chose the suffering because you loved us. And Father, we thank you for this time where we can come together, this celebration, this banquet of sorts, this table where we partake in a piece of bread or a cracker representing your body. We thank you for your body that was broken for us. And Father, we thank you for this cup, this cup that represents your blood that was spilt for us. And Father, today on October 2020, in the midst of everything that we're going through, all the chaos of the world, all the noise that's around us, God, we pause for a moment and we thank you for this wonderful celebration, this remembering of what you did on the cross, celebrating your deliverance, not only from your, the people, your people from the hands of the Egyptian, but God, your deliverance of us from darkness to light, from death to life, from sin to forgiveness, from bondage to freedom. We thank you for what you did. We thank you for the sacrifice. And we thank you, Father, for your love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.